Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. Derived from Latin meaning to put off to tomorrow, it's become a villain in the productivity world, but I'm going to share how maybe it's actually sort of an anti-hero. It's one of those things that, to the extreme, can get you in a load of trouble, but in moderation may actually work to your benefit. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping clients make space for what matters most in their lives. Join me each episode and we'll talk about decluttering, stress management, habits, personalized productivity, gratitude, and so much more. I understand the overwhelm of life because I'm a wife mom to kids and cats, and a former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, and I'm so happy you're here with me today. I'm also tempted to ask you if you put off listening to this episode, which is just my quirky way of introducing today's topic that we all know well, procrastination. So here's the funny thing that I have to tell you before we continue. I've been putting off doing this episode for a while now. First, it was putting off when I would do this topic, and then it was putting off the actual episode. I'm very well aware of the irony and the humor that involves, and that's a big part of why I'm sharing it with you. At the end of this episode, I'll share more of what I realized I was doing and what I used to overcome it. But let's dig in first to discuss what procrastination is, who does it and why, and how we can actually make it work for us. Derived from Latin meaning to put off to tomorrow, it's become a villain in the productivity world, but I'm going to share how maybe it's actually sort of an anti-hero. It's one of those things that, to the extreme, can get you in a load of trouble, but in moderation may actually work to your benefit. Sometimes we end up doing productive things while procrastinating, and the act itself leaves clues for us to improve our approach and our choices. It's popular in terms of doing it, but universally hated, too. It's Kind of confusing, right? So let's clear some of this up, shall we? First of all, you need to know that procrastination is universal. We all do it, perhaps some more than others and with different results. But I doubt anyone among us can say they haven't procrastinated at some point. So as we go through this, remember that you're in good company and this isn't a flaw. If you procrastinate, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not lazy. Procrastination comes from a lack of motivation, not work ethic. Here are seven of the most common reasons we procrastinate. See if any sound familiar to you. One, perfectionism. This is a lot to unpack, but it can include fear of failure and of criticism. Two, self-sabotage. If you believe that completing a task will set things in motions you do not want, you may find ways to avoid doing the task without realizing it. Three, Disconnect between present and future self and emotions. Four, 
task aversion. Our brains don't like boring stuff. Five, decision fatigue. There's too much going on and our brains get really tired. Our prefrontal cortex is in charge of making all these decisions and it's exhausting. Six, lack of energy. If you need rest, even fun stuff can become more difficult, let alone the complicated stuff. And seven, insufficiently defined goals. If you don't have a destination, doesn't make sense to start the trip, right? That's what your brain is thinking. You may also procrastinate when you have disorders such as ADHD and depression, but we aren't addressing those today. Those are not in my jurisdiction as a coach, and besides, the seven I listed are a great place to start no matter what, as they are easier to identify and address. While it may seem logical to say that fixing those items on the list will help you avoid procrastinating, and that is true to some extent, I want to dig even deeper into what's going on and how you can actually make procrastination work for you. I've identified five ways. One, it can create the stress you actually need. Sounds funny, right? But there's a principle from something called the Yerkes-Dotson Law that maintains that you need some stress to be productive and putting a task off can create that stress if needed. Number two, it limits your time to focus. Parkinson's law says that the amount of work expands to fill the time available for its completion. And that means if you give yourself a week to complete a two-hour task, then at least psychologically speaking, that task is going to increase in complexity and become more daunting to fill that week. So this is a challenge for us to get the amount of time right for the task or project. Three, it forces you to let go of perfectionism. When you're at the 11th hour, good enough sounds amazeballs, right? Yeah, it helps you let go of things that you wouldn't before, but when you're up against that deadline, suddenly you're going to jettison those suckers, right? Four, it clues you in on your passions and strengths and it can show you what your bias might be. Is it really as difficult as you think? Is that something that you just are not enjoying? And you can use all of this information as a way to determine what to delegate, maybe what to bring in a partner to help you with. There are a lot of opportunities here. And five, it helps you practice clarity and self-awareness. When you find something you keep putting off, you can ask yourself, why? So getting curious, we talk about this a lot in the podcast, right? It's letting go of judgment and allowing yourself to figure out what's really going on. So maybe the task doesn't belong on your list anymore, or maybe it never did. Maybe you're making it out to be bigger than it actually is, and you can approach it with simplicity. Maybe you're not creating a proper space in your schedule for it. So if you do value it, you need to make some changes. These are five opportunities here, but does that mean ultimately that procrastination is good? Not necessarily. It can become a crutch. And the work you do may suffer in quality if you use it regularly. That being said, it can have its place, whether through productive procrastination. I mean, let's be real. How much cleaning and organizing gets done when you're trying to avoid the other task, am I right? Or through the clarity it gives you when you realize there's something you've been putting off and you need to figure out why. So now go back to that original list I mentioned and figure out why you're doing it and see if it applies to your situation each time you find yourself procrastinating. 
Sometimes you simply need rest or to accept that your brain is going to react a certain way to a certain task. You can also figure out if it's a quick shift or if you could use some more support. Accountability and self-awareness are key to working through procrastination. And those are both part of the Positively Living Coaching Package. You can learn more about what I offer by heading to PositivelyProductive.com coaching. And I welcome you to message me with any questions you have. In terms of resources, there are a ton of books dedicated to stopping procrastination. But I don't have specific recommendations for those because it's essential you determine why you are procrastinating first. Some of my favorite productivity authors speak a bit about it in their books, such as Chris Bailey in The Productivity Project, Kevin Cruz in 15 Secrets, Successful People Know About Time Management, and Charles Duhigg in The Power of Habit. And I love bringing habit into this because habit is a way for us to move through our motivation issues and make things automatic. So that's another key thing that we can do to help with procrastination. If you head to positivelyproductive.com slash resources, you'll find a list of all of these books and links to them. As promised, now that you know a bit more about why we procrastinate and what we can do with it, I'll share what caused me to delay this episode. The topic of procrastination is important and I wanted to address it, but it's also been done a lot. So I wanted to come at it from a different angle and one that is in alignment with how I approach productivity. But I wasn't entirely sure of my starting point because there are so many facets to it. I've also had a lot of personal events that have drained my energy lately. Lack of sleep, emergencies, grief. So for me, fatigue played a big role, both mental and physical. So the answer was to rest rest a lot, as much as I could, and to step back and reflect. But keeping it real, a deadline also helped me too. So I'd love to know your takeaways from today's episode. Please message me on Instagram at positively underscore Lisa and let me know what you think causes your procrastination most and which way you'll start making it work for you. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com resources.